Welcome back for episode nine of the Prime Performance Podcast. My name is Austin Halcom, and today I want to dive into the game of chess and how it has affected the way that I think about strategy. There are a lot of lessons that I've learned from the game of chess recently. Now, one of the things when I first started this podcast that I felt like I would never talk about was the game of chess. But as of late, my friend Jason Bodenberg has gotten me addicted to the game of chess. I've been playing it on and off here and there. I've been playing against people online and we've been playing against each other. And it is just such a mentally challenging game. And I love the challenge. I love what it has done for me personally, but it's not just the game of chess and winning and losing in chess that has really given me a lot of insight on the mental game. It's everything that went into it. And on top of that, a really great Netflix series, The Queen's Gambit was something that I jumped into. I'd been recommended by a couple of mental coaches to check that out. So many sports psychology strategies in that Netflix series. And I got a lot of content out of that. I got a lot of information out of that. And so I wanted to pass that along. This might be one of my favorite episodes that I've been waiting to record because I have literally gained so much information from what was to be added from the game of chess and everything that it has done for me in terms of strategy, in terms of mindset, in terms of the way that I look at mistakes. So I'm just going to dive into it here. And in the Queen's game, but just to give you a little background on chess, there are just so many different combinations, which I didn't really know that there were a ton of different combinations in chess. And so there's so many different defenses. There's so many different offenses. There's just a lot of different games that people review. And I had never really known that. I thought it was just kind of like, okay, you just go out there and you, you put, you move pieces around and, you know, you kind of find out a strategy along the way, but there are legitimate moves and there are legitimate ways to start out a game. There are legitimate endings to games that people call as moves. And then each spot on the board actually has its own name, which is probably the next thing that I'll have to learn. If I ever want to get great at chess, uh, seems like that's a very important piece, but just right out of the gate, you know, the Sicilian defense was one thing that they talked about very early on in the Queens gambit. <clears throat> There's a 170 different moves to memorize in that. And they all play through the mind in terms of, you know, how you go about playing them. There's counterattacks, there's attacks, there's defenses. There's so many different things in that. And it's just for one singular defense. Uh, so with that, you're looking at having to memorize, if you're wanting to get good at that, 170 different ways of going about this defense. And it's an early on game uh, in terms of how you play chess and in your strategy. And in the Queen's Gambit, they've got a really great actress, Anya Taylor-Joy. She plays Beth Harmon in that. And this is based on a true story uh, to where she's a young chess prodigy. She's female, which isn't typically something that you see back in the day. This, I think that it was based in the 1960s. Uh, they This is, was not something that was re relatively seen. And she was just great at chess. Ended up learning in the basement with a janitor. That was when she first got her start. There wasn't any high-level equipment. She wasn't learning from the pros. She wasn't learning from anything other than a janitor in a basement at an orphanage. And it's great to see how that come-up came about. But some of the lessons I learned with this is that, you know, mistakes can lead to opportunities later on. Accidentally moving a piece in chess may seem like the end of the world at that time, but uh, in turn, it's something that could be good for you a few moves later. It could be something that had worked out to your advantage. So how that translates to performance in sport is that when you have something, when you make a mistake, when you have failure, when you, you when you go through adversity and something doesn't really go your way, understand that your response is everything to that. Your response is so big and how you respond to that is going to directly show you whether you're going to have better opportunities later on in the game or you're going to have worse opportunities later on in the game. So being able to understand that your mistakes 
and your failures and what you do is going to be big in how you can capitalize on these things later on. Another thing that I learned in chess here is to go make the move. Don't be afraid. Don't wait around. Don't don't sit back and let somebody else take your opportunity. Go make the move. And this plays so well in sports, especially in tryout opportunities or in practice environment opportunities when you may not have been given a lot of runaround to where you can go out there and make the moves in games because you're not getting a lot of playing time. This is where I fully believe that people need to take the risk. Go make the moves. If you know you can do something and you're good at it, go do it. Go make the move. This would save, you know, people in chess are saving bigger pieces for a move later on. And, and I noticed this in my own play uh, in a few games that I had been getting into. I would save a, one of the bigger, better pieces for a later on move. And then a few moves later, that piece was taken in a different strategy that the opponent was using. So don't sit back and wait. Don't don't save your best for last. Go out there and use your best to the best of your ability and, and use it for as long as you can. So in chess, the queen is the piece that can move all around the board. Uh, would primarily be the strongest piece out there. You want to use that as much as you can to your advantage. That's how you should be in your performance. Use your best. If you're throwing in, in baseball or softball, use your best pitch. Go with your best pitch. In basketball, whatever your best move is, it might not be the move that your coaches and your teammates uh, think is the safe move. Don't don't always play it safe. Go out there and know what and do what you know you can do. Play to the best of your ability. Go make the move. On top of that, you got to make your own path too. Uh, you know, as you get higher in rank in chess, there's there's a ranking system to chess, whether it's online or whether it's in person. I know that they run tournaments and stuff. Obviously, the higher rank that you have, the better opponents that you're going to be placing against. So as I started to move up the ranks, I noticed that I didn't I wasn't using all these strategies. I wasn't learning all the different games and moves and defenses and attacks that you could use. I was just going based off of what I thought was the best move at the time, to be dead honest with you. And looking back, that might not be the best strategy, but when I was playing higher level opponents, I was going at them with so much randomness in my moves that they didn't really know what I was trying to play. They were overthinking and overthinking is one of those things in sports psychology that can make or break us. And when we're overthinking, we're, we're, we're not in the present moment. And so these people were always thinking that I was doing some kind of move that they hadn't seen before. And in reality, it was just me being random. So for you, when I'm talking about making your own path, do the stuff that you know how to do. Don't don't follow the book. Don't just listen to your coach. If, if, if somebody's giving you advice and they're coaching you up and they're mentoring you and they're telling you what you need to be doing, but you know it's not for the best of your ability and your team's ability, go off script sometimes. Or have that conversation. If, you, if you're an athlete and you want to really, really work on something, you want to really do something, you know you can do it, but your coach is saying that it's a detriment to you. Have that conversation with them. Sit down and vice versa for coaches, CEOs, teachers, anybody. If you're wanting somebody, if you're wanting to get the best and most out of them, have them understand. Ask them why they want to do this, this, or this. Ask them what it is accomplishing. Have them show you why it is beneficial to the team atmosphere and to themselves. Have those conversations. And also know in life and in performance, you don't always have to have it figured out. I think that the biggest stressor that we put on ourselves is that we feel that we need to have everything figured out all at once. We see these people around us. They're super successful. We see people's highlight reels on Instagram and Twitter and all the things that they're doing online, but we don't know what's happening behind closed doors. You don't know what's really going on in people's lives whenever they are not out there on social media. Everybody has their own stuff going on. Everybody has their own issues, their own problems. Everybody at the end of the day goes home and they think about their issues, their problems. So for you, 
You don't always have to have everything figured out. You don't always have to compare yourself to other people. You are not as far behind as you think. And this was something that was learned through the Queen's Gambit and that this woman, Beth Harmon, was making her own path. And she didn't really have it all figured out. She didn't have it all figured out, but she learned. She did the things that she needed to do in order to create her own path. And so with that, she started to prepare. She made her own path in terms of, I'm going to prepare better than anybody else around me. And she did hours and hours and hours of reading and research. And they didn't have the internet like it was, like it is today. They didn't have it back then like that. She, she, she couldn't just look up all these things. She had to read through books and, and talk to people and strategize with people and play these things out on a chessboard. And one of the greatest things that she did early on in the, in the show is that she was visualizing her moves with the janitor from the night before going into the next day. She was visualizing her moves on, on a ceiling and it was her visualization. It was her mental imagery, which is a huge mental skill that I work on with athletes. She was visualizing her moves and she could see them and it helped her become more prepared for her opponents. She did this with a lot of people. She would also pick the brains of some of the best chess players around her. She wanted to know what they thought. She would get their ideas and their thoughts. And then she would use everything that they gave her in order to help her build her confidence. And one of the quotes that Benny Watts had in the movie, which was really great, is he said, I can tell from the way they move that first piece a lot about them. So that's confidence. That's him seeing and playing out and, and noticing these things about his opponents that can lead him to a higher level of success later on in the game. He can tell a lot about a person based upon their first move. He's he's very uh, assessment based on his opponents. He can psychoanalyze his opponents very, very well. And that's a lot of what I do in the mental game. That's a lot of what mental coaches are doing is psychoanalyzing their athletes, their coaches, the team environment, the people around them. This is what sports psychology is about. We need to be really good in our leadership roles and psychoanalyzing the people around us that are helping us to win. And something else that I got out of this, don't underestimate your opponents. Talked about it last week in terms of the March Madness. A lot of opponents that upset people come March time. And that's why people love March Madness. Don't underestimate your opponents. You know, there was in my own personal playing of chess, I, I got higher up in rank and they matched me up with somebody that was a relatively lower rank even lower than what you get scored at when you first start your first game. Um, and I kind of just didn't think twice. I wasn't checking my moves. I thought it was going to be an easy win for me. And they beat me in three moves. So they had a strategy and they went in and they were prepared and they were ready to go and they were focused and they were locked in and I was not. And so for performance, when we are looking at it from an athletic standpoint, a business standpoint, don't, don't underestimate your opponents. Never underestimate your opponents. Focus on what you bring to the table. My success checklist, please go check that out on my socials. That is going to be huge for you moving forward. Understanding what you bring to the table, never underestimating your opponents, doing what you can do to the best of your ability is going to help lead you to more wins. Another thing that they worked on in the Queen's Gambit and what they talk about in chess is teamwork. And apparently Russia is, and I'm not sure if they still are, but in the movie, they, they state, you know, the Russians are really, really great at chess. They are the best of the best. And they say that, this, you know, they work as a team helping each other out with strategy. They don't try to outplay each other. They don't try to get one up on, on their own. They work and strategize with each other because they want to be known as the best as a team, as a Russian team. They want to be known as the best. So that same goes for you. Whatever team atmosphere that you are in, you should want the people around you to be better. You should be working with them to get the best information from them and also give your best information because if the people around you are better, that is making you better.
And with that, play to the best strategy that you have. I'd mentioned it a little bit earlier here. Uh, play with what you're comfortable with. There's a lot of talk in terms of, oh, you need to do this, you need to do that, you need to do this in terms of strategy to outplay people. But they they showed it in the show, in the, in the movie here, uh, in the series, that Beth Harmon would go with what she was comfortable with. She was like, I'm going to go with what I am comfortable with. Go with what you know. Go with what your best stuff is. So that's just another lesson that I had learned from that. And then at the end, uh, there was Beth was playing one of the better chess players in the world. And I'll kind of save the ending for you here as one of her last matches in this show. And he came back and said, I may have just played the best chess player of my life. And then you could see a guilty expression and surprised expression on her face. And she felt bad because she looked up to this person. And then he said, don't worry, you'll get used to it. When it comes to confidence, when it comes to you being the absolute best, you should be used to it before you ever become great. You should be used to that before you ever, ever hear those comments, those replies. Think that about yourself. Humbly think that about yourself. Know what you bring to the table and know what you are about and know how high your potential could be. And then go out there and work and do what you need to do to reach that potential. And then in one of the final matches, strategy doesn't go as planned. She works with her colleagues. She works with people that she trusts. She's looking at a lot of different strategies. She knows what she wants to do. They had taken a break in her final match, and she knew what she wanted to do going into day two in the same match. And any move that was made, she was going to have a response for it. And then it didn't go as planned. It didn't go as planned. They, they, didn't, they didn't plan for what came their way, which is most of sports and performance. There's a lot of stuff that comes our way that we don't plan for. So what did Beth Harmon do in this moment? She took a big, deep breath. <sighs> One giant, big, deep breath in, out. She did her reset. And then she visualized all of the next moves up on the ceiling, which brought the whole show full circle. She did a lot of really good. She did a lot of really bad. She did more of the good. She did less of the bad. And in this, in the, in the game of chess, there are so many different lessons to be had. A game that is not really looked at as a super popular game in today's world, at, at least from where I'm from and, and the athletes that I work with. But man, a game of all games that could teach you some really great mental lessons. That's all I have for today's episode. As I've mentioned I will be bringing Monday motivation, Monday mentality sessions every Monday starting in April. Uh, be on the lookout for those. Those are going to be quick snippets of episodes that I'm going to be doing and talking about just to get you ready for the week. We're still going to have our uh, relatively long form podcast here on Wednesdays. And then at some point in the near future, we will be bringing on some very high guests. I've got a lot of really highly rated guests on the board that we're going to be bringing in. We're going to be interviewing. We're going to be hearing some of their best tips and how to be great at the mental game. So be on the lookout for that as well. And with that, be you and cheers.